Oh, that kitchen. Esther is... Every day is an adventure working in Esther, thanks to Nathan, Matt. Uh, every day is different. Every day he's trying to put up new recipes, new dishes. That's why I'm loving with that restaurant. And it's, it's always a joy to work in there. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Australia has become a destination for so many around the world. A nation whose population, apart from our Indigenous community, is built by migration. But what is the attraction, what has led so many to seek a life down under and add colour and culture to our society, especially through food? Oske Calvo is a senior chef at Esther in Sydney. Oske, how are you? Hey, Huck, how are you? Thank you. It's good to have you on the show. You made the decision um, years ago, you're from Turkey originally, to come to Australia. What, what made you think that Australia was a good place to set up a new life? Mm, it was six years ago, I think. So me and my partner know that we want to go somewhere else and live there. And we only know English and I have French. We knew that we didn't want to go to USA or England. And Australia was the uh, third on our mind. And and chances and doors open. And then somehow we came here six years ago. Yeah. Tell us about uh, how that all unfolded and how you managed to um, come down under. Okay, so... I was working in Istanbul after graduating from gastronomy. And then there was a festival and lots of Australians came down to Istanbul and they were staying up in the hotel where I was working. And they were always coming to the lunch and I was cooking. I think I cooked for Matt Stone and used Becker as well, but I didn't know them back then. And then there was Ross Kloss, so who, who helped us to come here. And I approached him, asked, are you an Australian? He said, yeah. Okay, then I want to come to Australia with my partner. How can you help me? So he was shocked and also he liked me somehow. And he said, okay, let's meet somewhere and let's talk through. And then he arranged a Anzac dinner for me so I can come down and see if I can live in here or see the job opportunities. And then he arranged that maybe after three or six months, arranged all my visa and everything. And we did an Anzac lunch in Malmesbury, like one hour to Melbourne. And we cooked for 120 guests in a town hall kitchen. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) It was hectic. What was that experience for you, like that first experience of Australia? Was it quite different to what you were used to? Oh, yes. Like... It was my first time in here. I don't know any ingredients. My English, yeah, I was speaking English, but I never been in another country and cooking and trying to explain what I'm trying to do. Like it was hard, but um, everyone helped us. My husband helped me through it all. He helped me cooking. He, I think he chopped 20 kilos of onion for me at that time. <laughs> and and yeah, we somehow we did it and 
everyone liked it. Uh, I think there was a couple of Turkish men. They were the only ones didn't like it, and they said, "Oh, my my uh, my wife makes it better." And it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was your first experience in in Australia, and you ended up moving here. What was it like working in uh, kitchens? And can you tell us about the early uh, early times working in kitchens in Australia? Um, so I started working in a Turkish restaurant, Efendi in Balmain, uh, with Somasi Rolo, and he sponsored me. And we we opened Anason in Barangaroo together. So it was my first experience opening a kitchen, like doing everything from start. I don't know how I did that. I really don't know. I didn't have any experience about that, but somehow something gave me that courage. And we had a good team. And then we started. I didn't know any ingredients, any suppliers, anything. Like, what are they like to eat? Like, what is the culture in here? Should we do like all kebabs? Should we do modern Turkish cuisine? Should we do seafood? We didn't know anything, and we tried and tried. Um, uh, I think it was successful after like six months. We we tried to do like modern Turkish cuisine, and we were always like learning new things also. But it was hard. Yeah, it was hard. First two or three years was very hard for me. Yeah. Effendi and Anason are well-known Turkish restaurants in Sydney. How different is the cuisine that uh, we see in those restaurants compared to what you know back in Turkey? Um, so Anason is more like Mediterranean style and modern Turkish, we would say. And Effendi is more like kebab and mezes. So in Turkey, you can see both of these kinds and cultures because we have lots of regions and lots of cultures. So in Turkey, back in Istanbul, I grow with more, I think both of them. If you go out to eat, we prefer seafood or kebab. But in home or in our daily life, it's generally like, so my mother is a housewife and she was always cooking. It's only the Sundays my father was cooking. So it's generally a meat, like we always start with a soup and there was a meat dish, generally like a stew, same style, same technique, just the main ingredients change, like peat. And we, we don't have any dish names. Like it's a pea dish, it's a bean dish, it's a yeah, and it's always the same. It's like onion, garlic, tomatoes, pepper paste, and if it's a pea dish, you put the peas. That's it. If it's a bean dish, you put the beans, and you can add lamb or beef, and then you will have a rice or a pasta, a salad, yogurt, pickles. That's it. That's what you eat every day for dinner. And if you go out, you will go out for kebabs and mezes. Or you go out for seafood at restaurant for fish and like salad and again messes and glass of rakı, which is uzo, maybe you would know. Mm. Take us back to when you were young. When did you first uh, realize that maybe chefing was for you? Uh, my first memory with food was uh, I was watching Ready Study Cook in BBC and I didn't know to speak English and I didn't understand them, but I enjoy watching them. 
I remember. Uh, and then one day I did this strawberry dipped in caramel. And I think I was six or seven. I really don't remember. And I don't know how did I make that caramel. Even today, like when I do a caramel, I'm, I get anxious. I don't know how did I end up doing that. And, and I think it was successful. I know I ruined my mother's pen and I couldn't take out that caramel, but those strawberries were delicious. And after that, I tried to do other cakes, pastas, and food is always in my life after that time, I think so. Were you always going to be a chef after that? Oh, no. So in Turkey, you have to, chef is like, like a hobby in Turkey. It wasn't like you, I cannot be a chef in Turkey because my father wants me to be uh, studying medicine, being a doctor. Yeah, it was his dream and I thought it was my dream as well. So I was always studying for that. But after the high school, when I studied for the university exam, I couldn't make that point. So it was very hard. One year studying, all that year you study for just for one exam, which is like three hours. And then if you get those points, marks, whatever, you can apply for your university. So I couldn't do it. And the only thing I can do is business or fine arts. And I didn't want them especially business. And my father said, like, you have to do business. Like, you have to get a job. Like, being a chef is not a job. Like, you can do at home. And, and then somehow I take him to the only university which has the gastronomy. And by chance, we sit down next to the dean of that department, dean of gastronomy and finance. And I think she listened our fight with my father so he was always like you can study here but you will study business i'm like no just take a look at that gastronomy it's like a university it's like four years i can open my restaurant i can do business after like just just listen then and somehow she he heard us and she talked with my father and she said give her a chance like she she looks like she wants this and then yeah, and then I applied for it. I did the English tests and I studied for his gastronomy. Tell us about your career in Turkey prior to coming to Australia. What were the really pivotal uh, restaurants and moments of your career? So I didn't work much. I only worked two years back in Turkey after the university. I did three or four stages in different kinds of cuisines like it was one was like a chain restaurant which is like world cuisine one was more like fine dining and then one year the first job i had is an assistant of a tv star tv chef and i liked watching her on the tv so i applied her for the job and i became an assistant and we were always trying to do new recipes and for the show and also for the paper, newspaper as well. And after one year and applied another very good restaurant, which I met with 
that guy who brought me here. So I don't have much, much experience in Turkey, but I always try to do different other than Turkish cuisine. I realized I didn't appreciate Turkish cuisine back in Turkey much like as I do in here. So I didn't cook much Turkish back while I was living there. I didn't, I don't know. It's always like French cuisine or Italian or like Spanish. It was more interesting for me. I was trying to do more of those. But when I come here, I when I, when we were trying to open Anasobi, I realized that I don't know how to cook this. I eat this every day, but I don't know how to do them. So I watch lots of YouTube channels. I Yeah, and I talk so many times with my grandmothers. I got all the recipes. I tr- I still, because there's lots of recipes in Turkish cuisine, like lots and lots of stuff. Even one dish has different regions and different recipes. So I am trying to do those. So maybe one day if we open our restaurant, I will be ready for my Turkish menu. <laughs> <laughs> Well, is there a, a, one or two dishes that you can tell us about that uh, you feel like you've sort of mastered it from Turkish cuisine since you've been out here and exploring that? Oh, I cannot say I mastered, but uh, I am doing kebabs like Adana Shish kebabs for Esther chefs since like two years now. We did a couple of uh, barbecues and I showed them how to do I make them taste these. Um, it's a traditional kebab that you can find in, for example, Stambouli or Effendi. But so this, this is also that I didn't do any time before back in Turkey. But now I, I think I am loving to do this recipe. And everyone loves it. And also cheek köfte, which is cracked bulgur, cracked wheat dish. And it's similar to kibbe in other cultures. You, you can put raw meat inside and it's you can wrap in a lettuce, squeeze lemon on top. It's one of my favorites. You've uh, been here for uh, around six years now. What, what do you think of the Australian culinary landscape and what do you love about it? Mm, I think I love, like, there is... I can find anything I need to find or like in here, like every culture. Like one day, do I want to eat Japanese? Yeah, let's go there. Do I want to eat Thai? Yeah, let's do that. Sri Lankan? Let's do that. Like I can cook whatever. I can go and enjoy in that culture, restaurant, whenever. And also the, the seafood, I think. I didn't. Yeah, there is, yeah, Turkey is an island, like, no, no, not an island, but tree side of it, it uh, covers with the sea. So we had lots of seafood, but I think I didn't um, had much experience with the seafood back in Turkey as much as in here. Yeah. So I love the seafood in here. With the different ingredients and different cuisines that you've uh, been exposed to here, has that changed the way that you cook? Definitely. Whenever I try to cook at home, I try to put a different ingredient, even if I'm 
cooking Turkish. Like the other day, I got some cinnamon myrtle and I'm trying to put on my rice pudding recipe. Or like the other day, uh, what was the ingredient? Yeah, Thai basil. I was trying to put on that cracked wheat recipe. Like these ingredients we don't have in Turkey or like we don't know about them. But yeah, I'm trying to incorporate and like you can't call it fusion, but trying to mix in my way. You've been at Esther a couple of years now. It's one of Australia's best restaurants and received many accolades. Uh, it's a tiny little yeah. amazing sort of modern uh, Australian restaurant. What's it like working in that kitchen? Oh, that kitchen, Esther, is every day is an adventure. Like working in it, Esther, thanks to Nathan, Matt, um, every day is different. Every day uh, struggle sometimes, yes, but every day he's trying to put up new recipes, new dishes. That's why I'm loving with that restaurant and. It's it's always a joy to work in there. And it was my dream as well to work in there. So I love it. Tell us a bit about uh, some of the dishes that you've cooked uh, at Esther and um, and how different it is for you and uh, sort of being part of that new wave of Australian dining. Um, the first couple of months, it was very hard for me because, like I told you, I didn't know much ingredients and I didn't know how to cook them but as soon as I like learn them I try to show Turkish cuisine with my stuff meal to them as well and Nathan always likes to do new stuff with new ingredients and new techniques for example like the the soup I did in the show of the cook-up with Adam Leo the yogurt soup once I did it for the stuffed meal and he loved it and he made a fish recipe, bonito recipe with that soup, trying to do that as sauce and then put a caviar on top. And that was a fancy fish plate in front of me, which is a very humble yogurt soup that I was drinking every day back in Turkey. Like, like, uh, it was very good. It, I I was very honored to see that, and he that he used that recipe for Esther. Matt Lindsay is a an amazing chef, but he's a bit of an enigma and a very quiet um, man, and not in the limelight as many as much as others. What's he like to work with, and what what have you got from him from a culinary perspective? He is very quiet. He is always coming to kitchen and like he asks everyone if everyone is okay. Sometimes he tries new dishes with Nathan. I didn't have much chance with cooking with him because he's always like running around the poly, Esther, Shawa Mama, now the new bakery. But he's always like, I, I remember he was showing me how to shock, shock scallops. And then whenever I see him in the kitchen, you can tell him, you can see years and years of experience. That's, I think, what I love from him and the kindness and the calmness of him, I think. 
the last year and a half has been challenging for many. What's it been like for you personally being so far away from home and also being involved in multiple lockdowns affecting your career? So the hardest for me is that I cannot go to Turkey and see my parents and my sister. Uh, still I can't and I don't know. I don't, I can't see a light and that's the hardest thing. But we are always talking to each other. Um, I hope one day we will get through it all and I will see them. But that was the hardest part. And the lockdowns, in one way, it was good for me because I was always cooking at home and trying new stuff. Yes, like this one, I didn't get out of the kitchen. I am always... (laughs) Oh, I bake up bit. Okay, what should I cook now? I start doing it, finish one recipe at 1 p.m. Okay, what should I do now? Let's try a dessert. And then because we had two people in the house, like we cannot catch up with the food by eating <laughs> it. <laughs> like we, we need more people. So I, uh, I stopped doing in a couple of days so if we finish all the fridge and now I think I can start it tomorrow again <laughs> what do you find yourself cooking do you, are you cooking more Turkish food at home or exploring other cuisines oh uh, it I think it depends the other day we did what laksa one day we did raman one day we did a Sri Lankan curry one day and then after maybe two or three days we'll say okay let's do a Turkish we always enjoy doing other cuisines but at the end of the day we are always back in Turkish you briefly mentioned that uh, one day you might like to open your own restaurant tell us a bit about that and and what you would like to uh, open when that day comes yeah so my husband is a sommelier in Nomad now. So he was uh, in advertising back in Turkey, actually. So he didn't have anything about wine in his life, in my life before. But when we came here, he he looked for the job and he couldn't find it. And one day I said, let's, let, maybe one day you can come to my the restaurant where I was working and you can start with front of house. And he said, okay, let's do that. And started that. He went to Nomad then and he became a supervisor. And then he became, he started enjoying wine and he started doing all those um, studies, like one or two days. And then he became one of the sommeliers somehow. And then he is now studying the diploma, WSET. He is in the last level. He is enjoying it very much. He is in the wine very much now. So he was my missing part. So when he is doing that, food-wise, like cook-wise, I'm a chef. I can do that. But I was always like missing the other like front of house business parts, and now he is doing all of it. So the puzzle all matched, and now I think we have to open a restaurant. Like, <laughs> and then for the food, what like we were always thinking about: should we do a modern Turkish or 
traditional, we still don't know. We are still like in learning period, but we will do it one day, hopefully. How has cooking changed your life? It didn't change my life because my life was cooking. So <laughs> <laughs> if I do something different, it will change my life. But uh, I was, I wish I can do something else sometimes because I don't have other hobbies. I wish I have other hobbies. I start doing puzzles now because I have to do something other than cooking, other than being in the kitchen. Uh, but yeah, cooking is always in my life. Well, what do you love about what you do? Maybe trying new stuff. Like it's, it never ends because I can get bored very quickly, but with this cooking, you, I can learn anything as long as I want. I think that's the best part. Well, Osge, very much looking forward to see what you and your husband create when you do open your restaurant. We've loved having you on Deep in the Weeds today to hear your story. Uh, please keep in touch and uh, we'll catch up again soon. Thank you, Huck. Thanks for having me on. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we take a deep dive into the lives of the incredible people who ply their trade in the food and hospitality sector. Special thanks to executive producer Rob Locke for making this all happen. Follow us on Instagram at Deep in the Weeds Podcast or email us at podcast at deepintheweeds.com.au. Stay safe and be well.